I support the Black Lives Matter movement. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Martin Luther King Jr. Hey there, listeners. If you're new to the podcast and you're really not into the get to know you banter, I totally get it, which is why in every episode description, I have listed the segments of the podcast with their timestamps. That way, if you want, you can get right to the creepy goods. Welcome to Folklore Friday. A wearable can be killed only with a silver bullet. Because I'm the chosen one and there are vampires? You are the boy who lived. You made us what we are, didn't you? You in danger, girl. Witches aren't real. Once the world was full of wonders, but it belongs to humans now. I myself am strange and unusual. time for some everyday folklore. Hello, my little strangelings. How are you doing? Are you as excited for October as I am? I know you can't tell on the podcast, but I'm wearing a jack-o'-lantern t-shirt because I love October. All right. And that is the only ASMR you will ever hear on the podcast or see on the YouTube channel. Today is the second day that I am trying this experiment of recording a bit of the podcast while also video recording myself for YouTube. I wanted to do this for a couple of reasons. I want to do more on my YouTube channel. I have all this equipment that I'm not using. I also spent a lot of time on this amazing wall behind me. I mean, come on. You know that thing that's really popular? It's called minimalists or minimalism. I'm the opposite. I'm what you would call maximalize or maximalism. Just look up on Pinterest maximalist and you'll see my ideal style. Oh no, it happened again. (laughs) Because of COVID, I'm out of work. And so for the time being, until it's no longer financially a good idea, I am putting everything I have into the podcast and into YouTube. So what have you been doing? Today, I finished The Good Place and I was so sad. I'm always sad when a a series ends, but it was a pretty good ending. If you haven't watched it and you need a chuckle, check it out. So I'm going to stick with the theme of ghosts and graveyards and things of that nature. Have you ever heard the term graveyard shift or saved by the bell? These phrases actually have a very macabre origin. So back in the Victorian era, it wasn't the easiest thing to do to tell if someone was actually dead or just unconscious. I know, doesn't that just explode your brain? 
One horrifying way that this was discovered was in England with graveyard workers or cemetery workers, if you listen to my last Everyday Folklore. In England, there was a problem with having enough space to bury coffins in graveyards and cemeteries in the 1840s, so they decided to dig up coffins in order to make room for more. So when they started digging up these bodies, they found a horrifying discovery. On average of about 1 in 25 coffins that were dug up to have the space be reused, they found scratch marks on the inside indicating that somehow people were being buried alive. Yikes! Am I right? To avoid this tragic and terrifying horror film of a fate, bodies were buried with a string around their finger that was connected to a bell above the grave so that in the unfortunate event they were buried alive, they could ring the bell and employees working the graveyard shift would come and dig them up, thus giving them the best story to tell at parties and bragging rights for the rest of their lives. Till they died or got buried again by mistake. From this, we have the term saved by the bell for bell ringers and the term graveyard shift, meaning long hours late at night and for the most part being alone. Unless, of course, somebody comes back to life and needs your assistance. Thanks for joining me. I hope that your October season is filled with all of the best things the season can bring. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Welcome to Folklore Friday. I'm your host, Megan, and I'm joined today by my friend, Holly. Hey. And how, gosh, how long have we known each other? I feel like we were friends when I was a freshman in high school. You and me, yes. I feel like you were friends with my tw twin sister before that. Though. Well, you both, wouldn't she, were you going to seminary at that time when you were junior? Because she would give me rides to seminary and that's how that started. I think so. I, I feel start. like it was both of you. Yeah, because I didn't go to seminary. The only reason I went to seminary was because Aunt Kathy said that I had to. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I had to ride the bus and I wasn't going to ride the bus. Um, For but yeah, I think that I think it was my junior year that I really yeah. started to get to know you. Because I feel like I got to know the both of you at the same time. Yeah. Um, for those listening that weren't raised LDS, a.k.a. Mormon, <laughs> <laughs> seminary is the super cool thing you do bright and early in the morning. Um, it's basically like a scripture study class that's how you'd explain yeah. it right i think that's a good way he was at 6 30 yeah and luckily our church was right by the high school it, it's like it's optional but there's always parents like it's good for you it's like no teenager none ever <laughs> wants to get up and like go study the scriptures early in the morning but it's always kind of nice because it was like misery loves company that's what i yeah. felt like and you know not every just because you go to the same church doesn't mean you're friends <laughs> right so oh, there'd that. be all classes of people in there and they're just like i hate this and then you'd go your separate ways <laughs> right <laughs> yeah but i think because i wanted to ride and you guys were going and so that's how we started like hanging out and then it was like i don't remember becoming friends it was just like Easy. Yeah, we just kind of were. Yeah, it just like, like it like happened like super easy. It wasn't like a growing thing. Like some like, friendships, you have I to didn't like, like you. Yeah. Right, you had to kind of <laughs> grow. But for us, it was just like, oh yeah, no, we're like friends. Yeah, and I definitely <laughs> like there were times where I definitely hung out with like Alyssa more. But I've known you for years. Oh, How yeah. many times were we roommates? We were roommates in Birch Bay and the Blue House. And the Blue House, and then you went on your mission. Yeah, and then. I and then I was roommates with your sister. Yeah. 
And I came over all the yeah, time. Yeah, and you're like, oh, but, man. Oh, we lived in some weird places. <laughs> like that, that basement of that woman. We were taking care of her, like, daughter during the day. That's right. Oh, oh my gosh, so... I forgot about that place. How could you? I, like, I, I was not good. I hated the small space because it was, like, it was, like, a one room studio so the living room like our beds were there because yeah. at one point I was like I don't want you here we have too many people yeah and you like cried I was like I'm so sorry it's just so tiny like, like I remember that I was like how could you forget that I felt for so bad oh. well it's because you were someone. Uh, and yeah, I was just like so there was just like there was always people and it's not like I could go to my room it was like right. my bed was next oh. to the tv and I was like I hate this this summer will never end <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> something I just want to talk about because it happened on Sunday. So I took pictures of mm-hmm. Holly and her husband. He just graduated from college and it's 2020. So you know what that means? No graduation <laughs> ceremony. But I took pictures of you guys for his graduation. So that was fun. I, you know, I gave you face masks and rolled a piece of like a uh, roll of toilet paper. And then I photoshopped on like class of 2020. Because it's fun. You gotta it have is. fun with it. But the best thing that happened, I was like, oh, well, Holly, you can come over Tuesday. I gotta figure out how to get the pictures to you. And then Andrew's like, I'll give you a flashback. <laughs> so funny. No, go ahead. In the moment, out. it was like, <laughs> I was trying so hard to explain to her because I was like, yeah. And then Andrew's like, oh, I'll just give you a flash drive. I was like, perfect. And then Holly, you can bring the flash drive and I'll, and I literally said, and I'll put the pictures on. <laughs> And what went through your mind when I said that? Because okay. you just went, <laughs> hold on, blank. So she's not first, computer. Yeah, I was gonna say first we have to preface literate. this <laughs> with the fact that I break electronics. Oh it's like gosh, it so I just—it's like a natural talent for me. <laughs> I cannot get them to work. And then, so I heard flash drive, and now I didn't know what a flash drive was, but for some odd reason, as soon as I heard that word, in my mind, all of a sudden, I had to do the pictures, I was going to be working all the computer stuff, (laughs) I had to figure out how to download it onto the flash drive, and basically, my life flashed before my eyes. And I saw it, she was like a deer in the headlight, she's like... What? I was like, oh, because like, okay, I was like, oh, then you, and you just bring me the flash drive. And I literally said, I'll put the pictures on it. And she went like, and like, tear a flight in your face, like blanked out. And you're like, can I bring Andrew with me so that he can bring the flash drive? I was like, no, you just, you, you're going to hand it to me. And that's all you <laughs> As soon as you said, hand it to me, I realized that all of my fears were for nothing. And I finally understood the only part that I had was so to get this funny. little item and put it in your hand. And Andrew and I were both trying because you like panicked. I know. And you're like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Andrew and I were both like, no, 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 Holly, it's okay. And I was like, you just have to hand it to me. And you were like, still like, that's too much. And I was like, it's like this big. And you were like, and then you started to realize it. And then Andrew's like, had it on his keychain. And he goes, Holly, it's this. And you just got to hand this to her. And I was like, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to touch it. You just got to, I will put the pictures on. And and then when you saw it, you were like, oh. And then you felt, you were like, well, now I feel stupid. Pretty much, yes. And I have had <laughs> so many funny. a moment where I have felt stupid. And poor Andrew. So my husband got his degree in IT. Like, he is a professional <laughs> you know, computer whiz. Security, right? Yeah. Cybersecurity. 
And so he knows all kinds of great things about computers. And he's like, he has fixed so many things that I broke. Okay. Oh gosh. It was so <laughs> like, cause when it was happening, I was like, I didn't really think it was funny. I was like, Holly, calm down. I know. <laughs> but like, so in the moment I was like, but then when I was telling Chris, my husband, oh, it's just like so <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> cause as oh I'm telling gosh. it, I was like, she's really freaked out. <laughs> and there's like, all you gotta do is just hand me a flash drive. And you're like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh my God. It was so funny. I gotta balance this out though. You do know stuff. Like you're you're always baking, you like bake from scratch and stuff. Oh. Stuff that I don't know anything about. When we were out, I was like, oh, Andrew, this mm, plant thing behind you, is that a place in Ivy? And you were like, no. Uh. <laughs> no, Max, that's not it. And you're like, it's a mm, pepper bar, berry, snarsberry. What was it? Oh, it's a thimbleberry. Thimbleberry. <laughs> it's a thimbleberry plant. And then there was a cottonwood tree and a maplewood tree that were all kind of Thimble. blended in there. Why does that seems weird. Thimble. Yeah. I don't think of a looks... thimble. I don't want to put something thimble like. Yeah. Well, it's because of the shape mouth. of the berry. Oh, okay. It kind of looks like a thimble. It's just like, I think thimbles, I think needles. And I'm like, nope. Right. I don't know. See, so you know, you know. I totally get it. Yeah. yeah. I also like to sew. So I understand the concept. Yeah. You hear thimble, you think sewing needle or something. Yeah. But so, yeah, but no, it's. I bring that up because you know stuff. Oh, yeah. It's not like I'm good with some computer things. I'm really bad with other things. I'm a good editor, graphic design. But when I'm picking out a computer, Chris is like with me. I'm like, what? Storage? I just want out a lot. I want a lot. <laughs> like, I don't know the terminals. <laughs> I can't even fake it. Like, right? so, I mean, I'm not the smartest either. But yeah. Yeah. I feel like for I feel like it's just that basic thing of like each person has their strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And I'm not going to play with you right now, Loki. I'm sorry. <laughs> See that? That's super annoying for a podcast. Go, go, go get it. Go find daddy. You look like you saw a ghost. Dead Lucy. People say she still haunts our town. But I don't believe in ghosts. I believe in looking for the truth. Mysteries are everywhere, and I love solving them. But then life dropped a real mystery into my lap. So what do you five have to say? I'm looking at town screw-up, ex-con, city girl, and Nancy Drew. Why does he say your name like that? She used to complicate my job. You mean do it for you? I can't believe I missed the signs. The truth is, we all have secrets. Everyone is a suspect. I have so many questions. Prove her innocence is gonna end up making her guilty. I will solve your murder. Today, Holly and I are gonna go over the CW's show or reboot, I should say, Nancy Drew. Now, I picked this because in my mind, it's not scary. 
Because it's like there's like a few jump scares, but like in oh man, it is so minimal. <laughs> like you obviously minimally <laughs> scary. And I was like, Holly, you love this. It's like a good story, and it's like nostalgic, but it's got a new twist, and like. Yeah, she was freaked out. Like you were so freaked out. I'm still a little freaked out. No joke. I'm probably gonna watch My Little Pony for like the next three days straight to not have that stuck in my. It was like, like it's really good, and I'm excited to talk about it. But oh my gosh, I do not do. I don't do scary. It's like (laughs) I don't do like the creepy. I'm just gonna hang out behind you while being dead, and I'm just oh no. Okay, so to give you some good, it was good. Oh my gosh terrifying like okay so if you didn't know so the reboot i'm gonna read a little description young nancy drew makes plans to leave her hometown for college after high school graduation but finds herself drawn into a supernatural murder mystery the only thing that's not correct about that is she's graduated and she's kind of has like a gap year but it was like a forced gap year because her grades she didn't do so well because her mom was sick and and passed away from cancer so that's why she didn't she didn't apply for college. She was just like dealing with that. And so what's cool about that to start it off is her character. And there's like four or five other characters. They're all like in like 18 to early twenties and they're not in college. So right off the bat, that was really nice for me because that wasn't me. That was same with Holly. And I have a lot of friends. I mean, not a lot, but there's more people than you think that just don't go to college, like right off the bat. And especially in TV and film. It's mm-hmm. always how it's portrayed. You gotta go. You gotta go to college. It's oh, like, oh yeah, you have to have that perfect life, and it's like there is or just like no such thing as a perfect. Life. It's like oh, you're ruined if you don't go. You yeah. know, like figure out a way, get three jobs. It's like it's just not everybody's thing, and so well, not only that, but not everybody has the opportunity. Yeah, sometimes and so they're like, oh, you can figure it out if you want. It's like, well, that's not the best move for for at everybody. The time. Yeah, like, yeah. Maybe I'm still like, planning on going to college. I haven't been yet. Mm-hmm. and I'm 33 and so, yeah and I'm graduating this year and I'm 31 because I wasn't ready I didn't want to like mostly I didn't Loki you're bugging me he's like you're so animated oh my gosh you missed he tried to jump up in Holly's lap and he just fell <laughs> down he just wants to snuggle I know he wants to play he does you're, come here. you're fine buddy go find daddy if you fall off that couch <laughs> I'm gonna laugh <laughs> you're okay bud just just chill out so that was nice so i do like that so yes so this is like a reboot of the nancy drew series and we were looking it up so the first where is it the first nancy drew book was in 1930 which is crazy and so it's the same publishing company but obviously you know the writer has changed so they made this, they made different Nancy Drew series until from 1930 to 1980. And then there was a resurgence of it, like in the early 2000s. Let me find it. Okay. And then there was a new series called, oh, there's different ones. There's like the Nancy Drew Files, but they like update it. So the new one from like 2004 Let's see. The Girl Detective series features Nancy driving a hybrid electric vehicle and using a cell phone. In 2012, the Girl Detective series ended at a new series. Nancy Drew Diaries was launched in 2013. And Holly and I were talking about how Nancy Drew Diaries, that's like a perfect title because it's like Mm -hmm. the Vampire Diaries. And then like 
Gossip Girl. And I even think, what's that? Desperate Housewives? Isn't that like from somebody's perspective where they're like... Yeah, I think later on they kind of... I, I mean, honestly, I haven't watched it, but I think later on they kind of do a couple of different views but yeah oh, okay. it's still kind it's, of a view of a person kind of a thing like looking like inner voices and stuff exactly. like that like you do their inner yeah. voice and everything kind of a first person kind of a deal yeah and so that was like super popular in the, like the you know like the early 2000s and then even yeah remember there's like another one i can't remember but yeah just that kind of like it's a, it was a good time to make a series like that because it's like relatable for and, sure and it was you know popular so there's like i like this reboot mentality uh holly and i were talking about it because there's so many things that are getting rebooted for it further first <laughs> first i feel like they went through a lot of animated disney films there was yeah. like Cinderella. And they actually did a couple of Cinderellas, and then they did the Sleeping Beauty. Um, oh, Ma- Maleficent. Maleficent. That was good. Yeah. Um, they did Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, they did that's right. Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah. Um, and then they did a spinoff of the Huntsman because nobody liked Snow White. They wanted money. Uh, and then there's gonna be a Mulan released soon, mm-hmm. but because of the pandemic, that's on hold, which sucks because yeah. it's already like. I was so done excited. and ready. I was so excited. And they have to, to they're not going to get any box office sales. And so they have to wait in order to get like, you know, like make that money back. So, yeah. Right. It's a hard yeah. time for everyone. And I'm like, oh, it's just the entertainment industry. I'm like, do you know how many people are connected to this project? Oh, so many. Like, people. it's not just like fancy actors, it's like editors and, and crew. There's so many people on a crew of a movie. That's why they're super expensive. It's because there's so many jobs that are provided. And so that, mm-hmm. that does suck. Yep. But, but yeah, going back to the reboot, I personally think it's genius because especially with, okay, we've seen charmed Charmed We watched when we were younger. And then with this new reboot, I think what it's doing is, is it's, it's getting to those, it's getting different demographics, teenage to early twenties, but then also us late twenties, early thirties, because this is a show that we watched and so we're going to grow up with it. Yeah, yeah. And it was on. I mean, that sure had a lot of uh, seasons. Oh, no. It was like so many seasons. Eight or something. It was a lot. It was a lot. I thought How it was many more. Was it? <laughs> I thought it was more like 10. Charmed original. Eight seasons. Okay. Okay, yeah. so you were right. It was eight seasons. I mean, that's still a lot. Hi, buddy. I love these so that you wouldn't sit on those. Here, I think you can put them over here. My dog just wants to be so close. Just wants to be loved. Love me. Love me. There. Tender Loki. Hi. Snuggle with you. So yeah, there was Charmed. They did a reboot of um Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Totally different. Love that. So it's just this theme that they're doing. Even Riverdale was, you know, based on the Archie comics. And so I do think it's actually kind of smart. Even like Boy Meets World, now there's Girl Meets World. Mm-hmm. And it's like those actors and now they had a kid. And even like Fuller House, it's a huge trend. Next generations. Yeah. And I yeah. think I think it's good because it, it's pulling from those two demographics. It's also kind of like nostalgic for us that grew up with it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's really smart. And Nancy Drew, I love, I mean, of course, I love that they put a supernatural spin on it because then I'm like, yes. And so <laughs> that, that made me super excited. And so now let me talk about, yeah. So I really like the, the premise of it. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. But first off, Holly was so scared. <laughs> like, okay, what I'm, happened? There was like a few jump scares. Um, so first, 
no, no. I can tell you yes. what happens. So <laughs> it didn't hear, scare you I at all. I sound like a clown when I laugh like so, that. <laughs> so first, oh my gosh, you were you went into this thinking, you know, oh, this won't be scary for Holly. This now you perfect. guys have to understand, Holly likes to watch kids movies like <laughs> to this day i still enjoy watching my little pony which is why i get along with five-year-olds um because you know same wavelength but megs bless your heart you thought i was braver than i actually am i did i'm sorry and for for you this is like you know this is nothing and within the first like Oh, five minutes of it. Like she goes up to this grave, you know, and she's supposed to put her, you know, prom sea queen crown onto the grave with all the other crowns. And as she's doing this, you know, kind of goes silent and like everybody's giggling. It kind of goes silent. Everybody's oh, yeah. waiting for it. And all of a sudden some guy jumps up behind That's from behind right. the, the grave. Yeah. And I legit screamed because that's what you do when people jump out at you. It's a natural reaction, Megan. You're a sea queen, Nancy Drew. Seriously, guys. Yeah, you have to put it on the gravestone or else it's not official. Come on. Now you're one of them. All hail the sea queen. Yeah, all hail the sea queen. I totally got you. Megan's just over there laughing. I know, because she was like, "Ah!" like it was such a perfect like, like that's right. Oh gosh, and I was like, "Oh yeah, sorry." Like I kept trying to like anticipate, (laughs) and I was like. Well, I mean, like, Which, but you were like, well, and ah! it, I mean, it's, and it, it's, and it was, it was well done. Like, I don't want people thinking, oh, it's just, you know, a load of jump scares and, you know, bathroom humor or something, but no, it's really well done. It's just not your thing. It's just not, I get, I yeah. easily, I, I don't do jump scares. Like this is the person, so, sorry. so this is the person who, and you can cut this out if you want but this my is the person. God, your hands are like ice. Oh yeah, They're I have so terrible. Hot. Do not feel my feet. They're even worse. <laughs> I have such bad circulation. She like touched me on there. She's like, you can edit this out. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a really bad hand circulation. I'm like really little, you guys. And so it's just hi, one hi. of those things. But uh, no, so at, when I was. I said I hi, buddy, because like, Loki's just snuggling. So <laughs> I wasn't like, hi, buddy, to Holly while she's talking. But uh, yeah, no, my mom for one Halloween decided to set up a haunted house and my brother's friends got in on it. Mm-hmm. Now, this is just a super simple thing. Like it was legit, just tarps hung up in this little tiny room to make a little pathway. Yeah, I had my little candy bag and one of my brother's friends, like, so everybody's going in and I'm like watching everybody go in because I'm like, okay, if I go in last, I can see all the things that are going to happen to all the other people. So every time somebody like, you know, yells, I can know something's going to happen there. And so all these people are going in this door and I can tell, you know, oh, there's my cousin reaching into the window, grabbing people's faces, you know, family, like it wasn't an actual, you know, pay for it. So, you know, we don't have the no touch rule, but uh, (laughs) yeah. And so then I'm like, okay, I'm fully prepared for this. Wait, like your cousin Jamie? No, no, my cousin Justin. Okay, because I was like, 
Yeah. <laughs> Jamie would love that. He was he was going through it with us. He yeah. But he yeah, loves, no. he loves creepy stuff. Oh. I got to get him on his the podcast. Mom. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. The both he of them. Love it. Oh my gosh, they would you love imagine? it. Your mom. See, and they not your mom. His something. mom, he she just goes, "Oh, it's terrible, but I like it." Like that's how Kathy talks. <gasps> my so favorite funny. thing is when both of them will do this and they'll just be like, "Oh, I know I'm being naughty right now." Yeah. Like, I know oh, I shouldn't so be watching funny. this. I'm like, just like but you are she would be well she doesn't like public speaking she'd be like nope nope oh nope. yeah no <laughs> she can't like it's so it's, hard she for her. shakes yeah yeah she oh but so, so haunted house haunted house everybody's walking through i see you know i'm hearing all the scares i see everybody going through i feel fully prepared that i know where everything is no joke i put one foot inside that door and my brother's friend was waiting for me he didn't touch anybody because he was waiting for me and he reached under and grabbed onto my ankle i kid you not you f him up i beat that tarp with my candy bag until it died like i did not stop hitting it until it i was released uh-huh. and then um so it turned yeah. out that he had his sunglasses on top of his head and he was crouched down. And so I kept hitting him in the face, apparently. And I popped out a lens out of his sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, yeah, I, I beat him. <laughs> like, I didn't feel bad about it. Because well, I'm yeah, like, you're if you're like, going to grab me, me, I reserve all rights to beat the living crap out of you until you let go of me. That's so funny. But yeah. So yeah, so don't this scare is, Holly. This is Holly. Oh, it's just so funny because I was like, eh. It's pretty mild. Should handle it. And like, right. and I was like, literally, I was like, I gotta get Holly on the podcast. And I was like, I don't know if she's gonna like everything that I watch. And so I was like, trying really hard. And I like, I haven't done Charmed yet. We maybe we should have done Charmed, but I've already oh, seen I'm, it. But I'm per- and I've seen the first season and everything. Yeah. But I'm perfectly fine with this. Like, I okay, really yeah, did yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, good, good. Like, because I was like in the moment, I was like, scared, oh man, like, yeah, scared. no, like with the like how you were talking about it before like you were telling me it's just really beautiful done beautifully done sorry Mm -hmm. um but yeah you agree oh yeah this is one of the few shows that i would say is elegant like it's really hard to make a tv show especially one about like murder mysteries yeah elegance and very like it just had such a beautiful flow and just elegance to it like that's the only word i can think to describe mm-hmm. it is just an incredible elegance to it and so i really enjoyed it i really loved it i did not like being scared and <laughs> oh i didn't God. like that they leave you off with like so... a creepy cliffhanger but i mean, I mean it's because it's a shit you know right oh yeah like... like you have to it's how you yeah. get people to watch the next one and so it was really well done uh-huh i however don't like that and so i, I was know just i was like, like i was hoping i would convert uh, you i was like you're gonna want to keep watching bless your heart and you were like Nope. Nope. I'll have nightmares for life. (laughs) Oh, man. That's so sad. (laughs) I know. Well, let's talk about... Okay, so, like, I liked the look of it because they shot, you know, obviously some of it was done in the studio with the indoor, but they had a really pretty, like, on-location spot because it's supposed to be in this town called Horseshoe Bay and they're always bringing up like there's actually as the show continues there's a lot of things that happen like with the water and mm-hmm. there's like Dead Lucy this town legend of somebody that was either murdered or killed herself you know you don't know and she falls like from she's this like cliff this like yeah. it sounds terrible but she falls from this beautiful cliff it's done so well it's done so well it's and it's so really hard good. to say that like a murder or a suicide is beautifully done it's like, just like I mean you can't because there's some horror movies people are like ah you know if you think of horror movies you think like bloody but like um what's the uh, haunting the haunting of hill house is a show 
gorgeous. Like it yeah. was so gorgeous the way they did flashbacks and it's all about like ghosts and and things and um you would hate it but yes, I like it's like but I would appreciate it. It's the <laughs> if, if I could just show you some of like the pretty shots you're like mm-hmm. oh okay yeah but oh, yeah I they, would definitely appreciate they that. do that really well but it's cool to see like they have this little it's called a claw it's a restaurant going back to Nancy Drew because it's like oh and she's the sea queen which is some kind of like like prom queen type thing but it's all yeah. about this culture of this town of like a fishing town and so it it, they they do a lot of shots by the water and they do a lot of like pan over shots where it's just like trees and water and it's it's done very well and even in the beginning you find out that nancy's always been hunting mystery so that was cool to see her as the kid grow into this young woman like with doing these little figuring stuff out and i loved that they brought in the fact as to why she stopped. Yeah. Like, and that even that itself was a mystery to her. So mm-hmm. it, throughout her childhood and, you know, preteen years, she's chasing these shadows. She's always looking, you know, she's so intrigued and she's so curious and she's always chasing these shadows and trying to find the truth. And she helps a lot of people and a lot of police officers in their cases and stuff. Um, but Which then <laughs> when, oh, of course, getting, well, some of them, they're hate. getting schooled by a 14 year old. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, then when her mom gets pancreatic cancer, it's a mystery that she literally cannot solve. And it throws her for such a loop that she yeah. just doesn't want to touch another mystery at all. Yeah. And so the contrast of her, it's not just that she's hunting down this mystery. She's literally being thrown into this mystery and mm-hmm. almost forced to follow it because yeah. she, you know, she has to clear her name. She has to clear, you know, other people. She has to find the culprit. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she kind of, and so it's like, I liked that, how they portrayed the internal battle of her. Yeah. The like, conflict is, oh, I'm wanting. done with mysteries because yeah. my mom died and I'm questioning everything. But yeah. because it's something that she loved so much and had such a passion for, mm-hmm. it's so automatic for her just to go and find out and to ask questions. Yeah. And so I really loved that concept in that. Mm-hmm differentiating and it was like it was a good i thought it was done well because we see a lot of stories a lot especially in disney even though this isn't disney where like a parent dies Mm -hmm. and it's like that's the conflict but the way they did it going back to like what you said about being elegant i thought was really good because it you see her mom crying at the table she's like mom and then um she's reading about pancreatic cancer and then literally like it's like a pan over shot the next shot is like the gravestone and Nancy like at the gravestone. And I was like, Oh, cause it, it gives you an idea without like, here, let me break your heart and have this, like, there was no shots of her mom, you know, with no hair or anything. Like you can get the idea across, but then get back to the story. Cause I think when people or stories focus, like, let's talk about the trauma. You're like, Oh, and then you just like, think about that. And it's hard to get back to the actual story. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. It pulls away from, from, what the story should be talking about and how, you know, how she's growing through that. It mm-hmm. kind of halts you. And it's instead of a growing moment, it turns into now I'm uh, just so sad. I'm just stuck in quicksand kind of a thing and uh-huh. I can't move. And so, and it's, it's, I understand why people, you know, will want to tug at your heartstrings, mm-hmm. but I kind of get frustrated when it almost, when it just feels like it's just putting a halt to it. It's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Like, especially the I'm beginning. sad. 
Yeah, it's like that's not what the movie's about. Like, like the the main conflict of this is she has to figure out the mystery. So the mystery is this woman gets murdered at the restaurant that she works at. And so her and like the other waitresses, they have to figure it out because they're all suspects. And um, so that's the conflict. And so yeah, it's always like there's a backstory and it's like the mom dying. And so when they do, like you're saying, like when they do a backstory, you can't just like draw you away from the the main story. And so I was like okay like it was done really well as far as like a backstory and so yeah that was cool i really liked that um you said you liked their costumes their they have little waitress outfits i loved so obviously in a murder mystery you have to have moment like scenes that are kind of dark and shaded yeah and mm-hmm. it's really hard to have a show like that and not have it just seem black like a, all of the time like a film noir yeah like yeah. it's just black all of the time detective and so my office came uh, in with a, a, a lovely dane broad uh, yeah or, you know yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah but they they made each into like not only did they make the outfits colorful and but they also made them tasteful so mm-hmm. that and each one was in its own individual color so it was like it it wasn't like obnoxiously bright like they were yeah. like oh my gosh we have to put color in here and there was, was no cleavage so there wasn't like yeah oh, i'm a sexy waitress yeah <laughs> because i mean no offense but the only place that's really going to show you a sexy outfit is going to be something like hooters yeah like that is like, not every restaurant we require that you show cleavage it's like oh gross yeah most restaurants <laughs> want to be family oriented they're not yeah. going to have you showing cleavage mm-hmm. at least not on purpose mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I really did love that it was so kind of reality based. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if that sounds weird, but very reality based, like how you were saying earlier, how it's like she's she ended up bailing on college and just yeah. got a waitressing job and is just trying to make it through whatever it is that's going on, because even she doesn't couldn't put her finger on it. Yeah. And she says, oh, there's like a part where she's going to work and you hear like a voiceover like I definitely didn't plan for this. And it's just like, that's what I'm saying. Like. Some people, that's how, and it was, it's really refreshing because like all the characters like that are young, they're not going to college for different reasons. And you find out, you know, each of their stories. And it's just so rare that you see a show. Are you done snuggling? Goodbye, puppy. (laughs) Like, I just want to be, nope. No. Like, I'm right. just gonna use Holly's like so I'm pillow. just gonna be his new pillow. <laughs> <laughs> She's so cute. But yeah, I do like I like what they did with the oh man, just like everything the cost and they don't wear a bunch of makeup. You ever watch those shows like Pretty Little Liars? They're like, ah, and they're just like airbrushed, like thick eyeliner. I'm like, gross. Like, nobody looks like that. Yeah, not unless you have the money to get your makeup professionally done. It's like I yeah, look I like some people look like that on their wedding day because they're willing to you know put yeah. the money into it. Everyday uh, people, I mean, well, especially for people like me, I don't like wearing makeup. They look like thick like that, and so I thought they were. It was nice. It was done. Yeah, like in a very like minimal and yeah, that was good. Except for okay, well let's let's start let's start yeah let's talk about the cast. Okay, so I what I like about this show is. Yeah, I mean, they still have Nancy Drew as this white redhead girl, which is which is mm-hmm. fine because the rest of the cast is is pretty di- diverse. So there's George, um, nicknamed for Georgia. She's like the manager at the Claw, the restaurant they work at. Her name is Leah Lewis, and she was adopted from a Chinese orphanage as an infant and grew up in Florida. 
So yeah, I I just learned that. (laughs) Because I was like, I knew she was some kind of Asian. So she's Chinese. And then there's Bess, which is, I'm going to say this lady's name wrong. Madison mm, Jazani. She is a British Iranian actress. So again, we have more like representation. And then there's Ned Nickerson, who is, I want to say, I was going to say African-American, but he's Scottish. So <laughs> so he's a dark Scottish man. Um, why do I say this name? Tunji Kazem? I mess it up. And like Holly said earlier, you're like, oh, he's from Scotland. That could be anything. Like, Yes, be because anything. if you... So how Scottish people actually write Owen, it kind of sounds like Oegon. Mm-hmm. Like if you're pronouncing each, but it's like, but because of, you know their language and like their oh, I forget like the dialects and everything um, yeah. but it's just it's instead it's pronounced Owen uh, you're like that it could, could be, be pronounced Tony, Tony. All, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I mean that's cool I think this is his first American job so that's cool and then there's Ace I didn't get uh, it looks like I forgot to get that actor's name but later on in the story he's like a white guy but later on in the story you find out his dad is deaf and so it's like even more representation because you know he like signs with his dad and that's cool. The sheriff is the the Native American guy from Joe Dirt, Snakes and Sparklers. It's that guy, <laughs> which is great because he's the sheriff. And so it's he's not white and he's like Native American. Usually like there's some friction between the government and them. And so it's, it was just like, I'm like, yes, like there's yeah. this is like a lot of good stuff. And then the the detective that knows Nancy and her family. Her character's name is Karen Hart, you know, African-American lady. So it's all, it's, it's, it's very well rounded. It's not just like white, 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 white. Yeah. And so well, I appreciate that. Something that I don't like is when it'll be like somebody being like, oh yeah, I was diversified. And it's like white, 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 one black person, white, 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 white. Exactly. And I'm just like, that's yeah. not diversity. Like that's, yeah. that's you just trying to make yourself feel better. That's a diversity <laughs> higher. That's like one person. Right. Like, you can't yeah. call me. Exactly. Racist. And it's like, well. And it's like, but in here, not only is it like, this is going to sound weird, but skin color, like skin tone diverse, but it's ethnic diverse, you know, like mm-hmm. the, like how um, George born in China raised in Florida yeah. like all all these characters their actual the actual people themselves are more diverse than just one thing like it's not exactly. just African American or you know yeah that, they're from all like, over it's, it's really nice and UK, I'm, I really Scotland. appreciate that and I'm really grateful yeah. for it and what's cool because I know you won't watch the show so I'm ruining <laughs> a little bit of it but as the show progresses I what I really, really like about it, I almost want to do like a video just on these parts. Okay, so we find out George, she's, you know, Chinese and she has um, a mom, obviously, but she has a mom who's also a medium, but that's not her only characteristic. She's like the town drunk. And so mm-hmm. because sometimes in in stories and in, in film or TV, you'll have like... um like the spiritual one, but that's all that they are, you know, like, okay, here's a good example, like legend of bagger Vance. I don't know if you've seen Mm -hmm. that. Okay. So like Will Smith, he's like this mystical guide for the white main character. Mm -hmm. And that happens a lot. Sometimes like in other movies, it'll be like the, 
you know, the in the Native American who will guide you on this spiritual journey. journey yeah. But that's their character is flat. That's it. That's all their character is, which does not happen in the show. And I like it. So George's mom, she's super she's like complex character because she's like drunk half of the time. Then you find out she's drunk half of the time because she hears voices and those voices are actually spirits. My mom is a clairvoyant. It's why she's a raging alcoholic. So every now and then they need her to communicate. And that gets really good because she uses a lot of like Chinese culture in how Mm -hmm. she'll talk about things. And so she's like, it could be this, it could be this, but her filter is like Chinese versions of things. So cool. Tiffany, you cannot stay in my daughter's body. It's time for you to leave. We have to move quick. East. West. Hey, quick editor's note here. I wanted to point out something that's really significant about this show. Not only do they show diversity, but they never state that there is dogma when it comes to the afterlife. So at no point is there any reference that there is one culture that is correct or one religion that is correct and the rest are wrong. But in fact, it's the opposite. There's even a moment where Nancy Drew's character says something along the lines of, Every culture has a way to communicate with the dead or has a way to reach the supernatural. Every culture has its own on-ramp to the spirit world. We're going to use McGinnis's. And that's really cool. And then later, so the sheriff, who you don't like in the beginning, Mm -hmm. he, oh, it's so good. Oh, man, I should show you that scene because they start doing seances and they start doing all these things to, like, contact. And, um... And at one point they actually work together and Nancy goes into the sheriff's office and she's like, we should just work together because I think the FBI is going to try to take the case away from them. So they're going to try to like solve it quickly before yeah. they can get their hands on it kind of a thing. Yeah. And she asks him. Do you believe in the supernatural? I didn't used to, but I have seen some things that have changed my point of view. So if there's something that you know. I'm a police officer, Drew. Of course, I just got hopeful. I'd try anything to help my friend. But then when she leaves, he's got this like tote in the corner and he like opens his box and he's got, you know, his, what do you call it? It's not an oyster shell, but it's like a abalone, abalone shell. Oh yeah. Okay. So an abalone shell. Okay. Am I saying that right? Abalone. I think you pronounce it abalone. Abalone. I'm probably okay. the worst person to ask. But. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know much about that, <laughs> but I do know that to Native Americans, to some tribes, the eagle feather is, is sacred because I volunteered at, oh, what do you call it? The Raptor Center, which makes me think of Jurassic Park. But right. No, like it's I always birds. Think of- so when the eagles like molt, 
their feathers, we would, we sorted through the feathers and they give the eagle feathers to the tribes, to the Lummi tribes. Oh, nice. And so I do know that like for a lot of different ones, that's, that's why like the headdress, it's usually made out of like eagle feathers. And so he has his little kit and he has sage and an avalanche shell and then what look like an, an eagle feather. And he, yeah. so he's at some point in the show, he like starts burning it and he goes through the hospital and he's like waving around and he sees like a bunch of weird stuff. And then he confronts, he confronts Nancy and her little crew. And it's the best scene because it's like, everybody's on board immediately. He like walks in and he's like, somebody's been messing with the spirits in this town. Someone in this town has been tampering with the spirit world. We could stand here all day or one of you can start talking. Okay, Dead Lucy was on Nancy's phone video. We went to a medium to see what she was. You all have been reckless. This place is still cluttered with spirits, even worse than the hospital. And they all look at each other. And then Bess, the one that's like super on board with ghosts from the beginning, she's like, I think it was a ghost. And she's like, yeah, I know, blah, blah, blah. And then she's just like, like floodgates. And they're like, Bess, no. And it's like immediately they're on the same team. There's no like, oh, I don't believe in ghosts. It's like, he believes in ghosts. And he's like, what have you done? What have you done? And it's like, oh, like for sure. It's such a good thing because I haven't seen it before. Because in a lot of stuff, they're like, oh, ghosts aren't real. Magic isn't real. And you have to have that whole thing. And then you have to have it be proved. And that's just like gone. He's like, yeah, yes, with, I believe in ghosts and you guys messed it up. Yeah, with this, it doesn't have to be proven because they already believe it. Like, yeah. So there is no argument. Like, They're like, yeah, that was us. Yeah. Because we've been haunted. And it's just great because he isn't just introduced as this this spiritual character. He's a sheriff. He doesn't like Nancy in the beginning. He, you know, he has all these range of emotions. And it was so nice to see. I, I was like, yes, because diversity isn't just like, oh, we hired this Chinese person. We hired this Native American. It's actually writing characters that are true to reality. Like right. if you meet someone that has like a spiritual practice, that's not going to be all that they are. Like I'm right. Catholic and that's it. It, it, it. All right. I talk about. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And so like props to this show <laughs> and i know you're not gonna watch it because no, it scares you but really, but i can definitely appreciate it because they did a really good job with that that was something else i was gonna bring up too because i really did i loved that it wasn't just the the ethnicity that was diverse it was the mm-hmm. characters themselves like you were saying how the mom is a medium but she's also known as the town drunk um yeah he even talks about it in the first episode yeah yeah like, you don't even know her as a medium at first you literally just know her as the town drunk exactly and the, yeah. the sheriff kind of takes a dig at the at george for it mm-hmm. and here he you know and here he is like just digging at these kids thinking that they're the culprits, the murderers, Yeah, you know, and just, and not giving them the time of day, not wanting to hear what they have to say, even though he's the one asking the questions. And it's like, and then for him to fully turn around, walk into a room with them and be like, mm-hmm. okay, somebody's screwing with these good so spirits. Good. What have you guys been up to? And he does take one of like, he guides this like spiritual walk type of thing and he you know, drinks tea and all that, mm-hmm. like, and helps Nancy go on this thing. But by the time they get to that, you've seen this like range of emotions and characteristics in this individual. And so, oh, props to the CW. Right. And even with Nancy's character, because like, even, I mean, I love, you know, 
Books are awesome. Love the old movies that we used to watch. Um, it was just kind of a base character, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, there was a little bit of, you know, like, I mean, obviously she had personality, but there was, and there was a little bit of diversity, but it was mostly just, oh yeah, she's just going to solve this mystery because she likes solving mysteries. But Mm -hmm. here, like, like I was saying before, when the fact that they have her internally battling herself and it's yeah, like, there's some conflict. Exactly. And oh yeah, her character's super round. Like, boom, right when the show opens, like after, after the whole backstory of the mom, because I know Holly doesn't like to watch certain things. And I was like, oh, by the way, they're having sex. <laughs> like, it was just this like bookshelf going. Ee, 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 yeah, ee, definitely. Ee. And I was like, they're having sex. You don't see anything. She's fully clothed. They'll be done in a minute. <laughs> and but right there, it's like, this is not the the book. This isn't the like teenage this isn't the, Nancy. Yeah, this isn't the, the little girl that used to solve mysteries. Yeah. And I can definitely appreciate that I mean, mm-hmm. you and I talked about this. I yeah. can definitely appreciate that concept. Um, I wouldn't have had, you know... It's just not your thing. Part of me is like, if the boats are rocking, don't come a knocking. That's yeah, what that yeah. makes me think. And I'm just kind of like, it's a little crude. Um, but <laughs> I can definitely appreciate the point that they're trying to get across exactly. and showing that, you know, everything before, you know, she was just this, she you know, middle like school or high schooler. Exactly. And now it's like, no, no, she's an adult. And mm-hmm. this is, you know, this is what adults do. Yeah, this is part of like an adult life. And, you know, find out that she... Nick is what she is, refers to her boyfriend for Nickerson's his last name, but he keeps trying to get to know her and talk to her and like deepen their relationship. And she's like, ah, girl loves mystery. And he's like, why don't you ever talk to me? And, like, yeah. and so, and that, that gets good in the end because she like opens up to him, which is like good character development and stuff. I also loved that because she goes through that where she's like, girl loves a good mystery and she doesn't really want to say anything. And so you have this concept of her where she's just, you know, she's perfectly fine with not knowing anything about it. it. Yeah. But then when she meets up with him and, and she wants to, and she finally comes around and she's like, I want to like, you're the good thing in my life. Mm -hmm. And she's like, and I have so many questions. And it's like, so you did have questions like this entire time, even though you were saying these things, that's not how you actually felt like you had questions. Yeah. You wanted to know about his life, his past, but she was scared to get close to anyone because of her mom. Exactly. And so she's like, no, but yeah, no, I, I did like that. Okay. So let's talk about how they made everybody a suspect, which was smart. Okay. So this like this guy comes in the restaurant he's like hey we need a table we're closed and eh, let him in and so they go in uh ryan hudson and he's like my wife's out in the car could you bring her some some food and so they do nancy brings her some food she goes back in and when she's inside like all the lights go out in the whole marina and then she goes like she gets a weird feeling or whatever and then she goes back outside to check on the wife and she finds her dead on the ground mm-hmm. and so then george bess and ace and nick nick her boyfriend that works like next door they come running and they're like oh no and so they call the cops and so they're all suspects suspects except ace because he was serving food mm-hmm. and it's like great like the cinematography the that's like one person talking and then they do quick pan over to like next person and that was great and they did it really well because i'm not gonna lie when it's not well done, it makes me kind of motion sick when they're yeah. like mm-hmm. panning and it's like, it's either not quick enough. It's like that yeah. middle ground where it's like, 
too quick to be a slow pan, but not quick enough to get you there yeah. and get you feeling like, oh, okay, this is the person's talking. Yeah, it was a quick, it quick always, pan. Like, and, and for them to be able to not only do it quick, but to have it be a smooth transition. Yeah. Like... Just they in different a, parts of the restaurant. Exactly. They had an amazing team doing this. Like, it really it's was. Good show. Just so well done. I've rewatched episodes just because I'm like, this just looks awesome. Right. Like, and that's why I was like, <laughs> I, was, I just, just humor me and watch this. Yeah. But no, it was okay. So, but everyone was like, Bess was like alone and getting wine from the back. She's like, you could check the cameras if we had any. Uh, George was in the bathroom by herself. Ned was coming over to get dinner mm-hmm. and Nancy was like in the restaurant doing restaurant things. I don't remember what she's like. Well, I do think I'm the last person that saw her alive. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's not good. Well, and the <laughs> fact that she was the one that found her. She's the one that found her. She's the one that gave her food. Yeah. And so everybody's a witness. Can I bring in that one weird thing? The wine glass? Yeah. Yeah. So like, oh, I forgot does, about that. Oh my gosh. It's going to bug me forever. And you already told me that they're not ever going to bring it back. Again. Bring it so all. like they do that. So like she brings her out her food and she gives her this glass of wine. Right. And so the food plate, they show the food plate broke when Nancy finds her, you know, Nancy bumps into the food plate that's broken on the ground with the food there. Yeah. And then you go around the car and you see the body lying on the floor and she's dead. <laughs> And the wine glass is just standing up like someone just placed it there. Yeah, it's like next to the body, unbroken, not on its side, just like no wine spilled. Like, yeah, it's just placed very elegantly. And I'm like, so when she died, did she like she was willing to break the food, but not the wine glass? Like, what happened there? That was, that was probably a mis. That was a mistake for sure because oh, they I'm don't bring sh- it up at all. I- I'm sure it's just one of those things where it was like, I'm never going to be able to let that go. It was like, okay. <laughs> and I didn't even notice it until you brought it oh, up. Oh my like, gosh. Oh, that is really weird. Yeah. So they're all suspects and they'll get interviewed. They all were alone. So they don't necessarily have an alibi except for Ace mm-hmm. who was feeding them. And then, and then as the story continues, they're just like, Oh, it gets more deep. They, they question her. And, they're just like the sheriff is like a jerk and he's like because she says oh she had a ring on when i first was there but then when i found her body the ring wasn't there and she offers that up to them and the sheriff is like yeah tiffany hudson a lady like that would have a very expensive ring could probably do a lot for you and your dad with those medical bills add up and i was like dick like it's such a like she offered that information to you and then the acting was pretty good she could just like immediately like her eyes welled with tears and then she says okay i'll maybe help your dad medical bills do add up wow so now my mom dying is somehow a motive for murder and i thought you wanted my help Look, if you're not charging me, then I believe I'm free to go. But don't go too far. You're still a suspect. What it was. And then it's just oh, like man. good for her because then she like gets up and then she's like, if you're not holding me, if like, you're not if you're not charging me, then I'm leaving. And I was like, yeah, good for go. you. Because it was just like, I don't know, like some interrogation tactics I find stupid because it's like 
Well, especially in movies, because they'll kind oh, they're of always, it on. They're always and like, like and I that feel wouldn't like, happen. Right? Yeah. And it's like, I feel like people don't realize that unless they're actually charging you, they cannot hold you there. Yeah. They may not tell you this because they want to keep questioning you and putting uh-huh. you on the spot. But if they're not actually charging you, they can't hold you. And if they don't really have, if they've done with their questions, you can be like, okay, I'm going to leave. Exactly. It's like, I've given you all the information that I know. Mm-hmm. It's not like if, if you, you ask it a not... different way, it's going to be like, oh, you caught me. Yeah. And so I like that because, you know, in reality, she knew that, you know, if you have nothing on me, you can't hold me. Yeah. So and she's you're like, being a jerk. So that? I'm leaving. Like, yeah. I just really, again, it's that whole reality thing. I, I really can appreciate that because it makes me feel better. Because mm-hmm. it's like, usually, you know, like we were saying earlier, it's that whole, you know, oh, we're going to keep you in here all night. And it's like, no, you actually legally can't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but in most movies, they do. And I'm just like, no. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> and what I, I mean, they're all older, but in some where there's like police and they're questioning minors, like you can't actually do that. You have to have parental permission. And mm-hmm. usually um, the parents can say like you, they can request, I have to be present, the mm-hmm. parents. And like, and, and it's just like, Anytime that happens, I'm like, that wouldn't happen. Right. It happened a lot in Pretty Little Liars. Like, like it was like every <laughs> other episode. I'm like, oh, death follows you girls. I'm like, you can't do that. They're only 15. Right? And like, it's, it's just like, because you can pressure kids. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was good. Of course she would know because she like educates herself. Right. Oh, and she's just so bold. Later, she like breaks into the Hudson's house and tries to find clues, which is great because it has that Nancy Drew like feel. feel. She's got a beanie. She's got gloves. She's got a flashlight. And you're like, yeah, it's Nancy Drew. And that was great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they have great stuff like that. And I don't want to like tell the whole plot, but it's good. And like a classic Nancy Drew in the pilot, because the reason I like to review pilot episodes is like did this was this a good pilot to make you want to watch the rest of the show and as far as like a nancy drew story it had all it had all the elements like here's this oh and here's how anybody could have killed tiffany hudson you know you find out that the boyfriend has motive because he went to prison and she like was a witness that got him to go to prison um Bess stole the ring and then you find out George is sleeping with the husband and you're just like oh my god like it's perfect it's so good and then there's this whole dead Lucy thing hanging out in the background and they meet a medium medium's like find the dress then Nancy finds this bloody prom dress in her attic and she's like <gasps> did my parents kill dead Lucy? And so it's, and then there's this whole, then there's the second murder, which is really like the show goes on and that gets like, she gets like haunted by dead Lucy. And that's great. You'd hate it. I, guess. I was going to say, it's so that good. sounds like something Ooh. I would be like, I just would not watch. Oh, that so sounds terrifying to me. Oh man. <laughs> I wish I was hoping this would be like, okay because for all the other elements right and i'm not gonna lie part of me wants to watch it so that i can find see the rest of the story played out but i really don't edited version right i wish there was an edited (laughs) take all the jump scares out (laughs) right because i can't i can't do i don't do jump scares and like oh yeah and there's a lot more jump scares and some oh yeah creepy dreams that she has to be because it's murder mysteries like it has to be but yeah. I'm so glad they got the ghosts involved. I'm just going to chat about that a little bit because Holly's not going to watch the rest of it. <laughs> George get like 
gets possessed and there's that they got to deal with mm-hmm. and oh what else and there's like some other like water creature demon thing that they have to like oh that's so sad and then somebody dies oh it's so good though but there's like <laughs> a lot that the supernatural gets like boom kicked up it's not just one ghost and there's multiple and and they all have different things and they all can share different information and it's ultimately like helping nancy solve this mystery and there's just so many layers to like every character and Ah, oh, it's a good show. Yeah, I'm glad they made it. This is like one of the better reboots I've seen. Mm-hmm. I did really like Charmed. Oh, actually, I like a lot of the reboots. <laughs> uh, let me think of it. I really like Charmed and I love Sabrina, but they're pretty different than the original. This, I feel like if Nancy Drew grew up, this is what she'd be. These are the friends that she would have in present day. Right. This is, this is pretty, uh, this is average. And so that's why I liked it. Cause it, you know, in Riverdale, they're like, Oh, oh, and actually sleeping with the teacher. Oh, you know, and it's like all this stuff. And you're like, that's too much. Yeah. But this, I felt like this is exactly what I would picture Nancy Drew being like as like a complex, like young woman. It's an actual representation of what could really be happening to her, especially if she'd gone through the trials that it shows her going through. Yeah, and it was, like, and she'd be in that kind of a town. There's, like, some rich characters, but, you know, they're not all, like, gossip girl, like, oh, look at me and my thousands of dollars, you know? And so it was, right. I felt like it was really, really relatable for a, for a lot of people, and I liked that. I also loved that it just kind of tore your ideals apart. Mm-hmm. Like, with one of the waitresses, like, she always shows up, like, so each girl has to wear, like, a white shirt under her apron, her waitress dress. Yeah. And that's, as long as it's, like, a white shirt, you can pick what you wear. And so between each character, that kind of shows you a little bit of, like, what their character, you know. Some of them, like, Nancy just has, like, a plain white tee, you know, just kind of, you know. Sometimes just lace, but, yeah. yeah. And then I think George has just, like, a tank top underneath her. She has, she has like, a, a t-shirt, but it looks more like a muscle t-shirt. Yeah, you know like, I mean? it's a little she's bit like, more tomboy. I got tattoos and I wear black lipstick, which is another thing. Yeah. It's not just, like, I'm the Chinese character. It's, like, don't mess this with me. This is my George. personality. Yeah. yeah. And that's great. And then the character that Beth. is, yeah, Beth, she is just this, you know, she's wearing, you know, the... What is it? The chenille flats and yeah, and she has the like a collar, Prada necklace or and whatever, ruffles like, and things. Yeah, and she yeah. looks very high class. And so when you just when you first look at her and you get that you immediately you know just by looking at her you get this opinion of oh my gosh like you are high class like you mm-hmm. have money you come from money. Um, and then later on you find like in the same episode you find out that she's living in a van. Yeah, it's this and story so, that she's like oh, I'm living with my rich aunt. You're like. It's not actually true. Right. And it's like, and it just, I really loved how they like would have you just look at a person before giving you that story backstory. Exactly. And so that you could kind of create your own image of them. Uh-huh. And also, you know, obviously Nancy Drew does the same thing. Like she has this image of this girl, you know, this girl, you know, is here for a summer vacation kind of a thing. And then all of a sudden you get the backstory and it's just like, oh my gosh, like, let me just literally take a hammer to everything you thought was true about yeah, this person which is like that's good and, oh and then you all see ace he's like taking a picture of george when she meets up but there's like another reveal um 
George like meets up with Ryan, like, I'm not in high school anymore and you're not married. And you're like, oh no, they had sex. <laughs> and, like, right. and then it's like, oh, you slept with her when she was in high school. So you find out more about that. And then while that's going on, Ace takes a picture and sends it to the sheriff. So he's obviously like a, a CI, a criminal informant, which usually means the only reason you get to be that is if you've done something and they're like, well, we're not going to charge you, but now you're my CI for happenings yeah. in town. So it's like, well, there's something, there's something going on. Yeah. And there's, and which is like, you find out more about George's character, how she's like the breadwinner for her family. Cause you're like, oh, she's having an affair. She's got tattoos. She wears black lipstick. I know everything I need to know. But like, cause her mom's a drunk. She has three younger sisters. She, because she's a manager, she's making the money. She's washing the clothes. She's taking care of, of like the family. So like you said, for like it, it breaks your thought of this girl. Cause in the first episode, you're like, this girl's trash. But then you right. find out there's like, it's a lot deeper than that. And why she's so bitter is because she had to grow up too fast. And yeah. Probably because she grew up too fast. She was looking for love or she didn't need it. Oh, she, right. She's great. <laughs> well, and I like, because as awful as it is to talk about and as often as people don't want to talk about it, that happens way more often to kids than people are willing to notice. Yeah. Um, uh Kids being forced to grow up because of one trial or another, um, whether it be poverty or, you know, abuse or whatever. Or neglect, which is kind of like her case. And, and not wanting that, especially for an older sibling and not wanting that to happen to the younger siblings, um, it happens a lot more often than people are willing to talk mm-hmm. about. And I, I think that's a, just brings in that whole reality factor for me that I really just love that they really tried to, it, it's so relatable to so many different people on so many different levels. And it's yeah. something that really could be happening. Like it's something mm-hmm. that does happen. Well, and it's just that like, let's represent real life, which is great. Cause I'm not like slut shaming her. I'm like, Oh, when she slept with him in high school, she was an impressionable, like Im- impressionable young girl. And there's this really great speech that she gives to Ryan Hudson later because they do start hooking up again. And then she's like, what am I doing? And, um, she, this speech that she gives him, she's like, I need, we need to talk. And then she, it's like, I was a teenager that you were the adult you should have known better george we talked about this what we did was wrong but no what you did to me you're right i should have never strung you along at all but in fairness you always said you wanted to be with me because i was 17 I was 17 and i had a crush on you and i thought it was something more because i didn't know any better you did. You're right. I was I was being stupid and I I liar and I made you think that I was going to leave Tiffany. My life was a mess. Your life? No, Ryan, you are not the victim here. And like he starts like, "Hey, what do you what do you want?" She's like, "I just need you to listen to me like for me." And it's like you're like, "Yeah, because instead of like, oh, you know, you slept with this married man, it's like it takes the power back. And she's like, you should have known better. I didn't have any role models. And so instead of like this, like, oh, the teenager that had sex, they, they show you, you get this whole backstory so that you don't put her in a box, which yeah. is really, really, really good and needs to be shown more. And so just like, Mwah. oh, you also find out that Bess is gay, you know, so there's more representation, which is great because Ace is like, 
trying to get her to like go out with him. And then finally she's like, I <laughs> don't kid. like boys. <laughs> like, Poor kid. He never had a chance. And then, and then they're just like super close. And they're like best buds. And that's when she starts seeing this like detective. And that's really cool to see unravel. And it's and and nobody says anything negative about it. Like, which is great. Which is great. You know, like sometimes I think it is good to show that struggle, but at the same time, it's also nice just to see it be normalized. Cause like, you know, I think about, you know, people that we know that I'm close to. And it's like, when you watch stuff, is it ever just, do you ever just get a good old fashioned gay romance? Like, just, just, like there's <laughs> not a lot of that out there. There's always some huge struggle, which is good to represent, but it's, you need to have a balance. Right. You need to show the other side. Well, and also, having it be tastefully done. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. even with like straight romance, I'm just like, so many of them are not tastefully done. Like yeah, it's uh-huh. just kind of, you know, it's like horror films. Like so many of them are just gore. Slasher. Yeah. yeah. It's just blood and gore. And it's, it, there's no plot. There's no storyline. It's just blood. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and sometimes I feel like some romance, you know, quote unquote romance stories. It's like, it's just sex. Like that's yeah, all it is. Or it's, it's just like they get together in a weird way or like, and Chris was even saying this about like gay culture. He's like, sometimes there's movies that represent it as what it's not like extreme and like, right. Oh, we're at this funky kinky club. And he's like, that's gotta really bother them because that's like a small percentage. There's the same percentage of, you know, straight people, but mm-hmm. that's not like a good representation of the whole. Right. Like I remember talking to Jamie, like my friend, your cousin, and he was like, I went to Pride once and yeah, I never did it again. Because never going he was again. Like, people are he's like, I get it. People are trying to like really own their sexuality, but it's like, I don't I don't need to do that. I don't need to wave a big rainbow flag for people well, to know. Yeah, know? like that's fine. But he means like I don't need to like you know, be in a, what do you call it? A guinea suit with the guard oh. ball and stuff. He's like, I don't need to do that. I can own it just fine without that. And I yeah. was like, yeah, I get that. I totally get that. I also yeah. get where those people are coming from. They're like, I'm gay and I'm proud. Yeah. You know, but that's not like, right. Your everyday. It's yeah, not like your- it's not, it's not a baseline of living. <laughs> I like that. It's not the baseline of living. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's just a, it's one of, it's almost like, this is going to sound weird, but it's almost one of the outlier examples. Right, right. Yeah, so, outlier because, and, and that's what people will remember. And it's like, yeah, not everybody's like that. And I'm not shaming like guinea suits and gag balls. I'm just saying like, usually you don't walk down the street like that. Like I don't walk down the street in my lingerie. Yeah. Night, not sexy times. It's just like, not something I do. If you want to do it at a club that's like for that, all for it, you know. But like right. walking down the street and like, eh. yeah, I'll, I'll keep my clothes on. No you. shame, but like, yeah. <laughs> no shame. I just am okay with having my body covered. Yeah, yeah. But, so. but yeah, but as a whole, it's a good show. I and mean, we went on some tangents, but it's all, all good things. And I do like the show. I think it has really great representation. Cinematography's good. The mystery's good. I'm sad yes. Holly's not going to watch all of it. But honestly, like, even for, like, I don't know if people out are, who are listening to this are scaredy cats like me. Honestly, <laughs> it, even if you just watch the pilot, like, it's a, honestly, it's I tame. think it's a good thing to watch. I yeah. mean, like, yeah. <laughs> little jump scares. It's, 
well, to Holly's you it's a, tame. Holly's a to you it's tame. To me, baby it's... chicken. She's like out of the egg. Like <laughs> I am like the biggest pansy you will ever meet. Um, but <laughs> it was like if you're one of those people that really I love photography. I love yeah. paintings. I can't do that. Like I can't paint. I am not an artist. Meg's bless your heart. Like I don't know how you do it. <laughs> and I love all of your art. I'm like really it's bad amazing. At other things. So you know it's. But you're that's just something that you're so incredible at i'm like it doesn't even matter if you can't do anything else i'm like that alone is so incredible i don't cook but but i can draw you an apple (laughs) but it's one of those things where but it's it's one of those things that i can appreciate and so if you're a person who can appreciate that kind of stuff you really will enjoy this pilot because like I was saying, the cinematography, the so way pretty. that they, the way that they pan, the way that they do their shots, it's absolutely incredible. And it's so well mm-hmm. done. And then along the same lines as the characters with the diversity, it's just so beautifully and well-rounded and so well done that even with the jump scares and the fact that if I watch it again, it'll give me nightmares for life. Oh, um, it's, so good. it's so good. I can still sit here and say it's so good. But yeah, yeah, so I would say at least watch the pilot, even if, you know, you might have a nightmare scaredy, for a couple of nights. Scaredy cat, but. like Holly. Yeah, no, I'm glad I, I'm glad I made you watch it because I was like, mm, this is good for you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you will like, you know, 90% of this. But yeah, like really well done all around. It feels like I'm in a little, you know, like fisherman's town. And it's just, mm, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, well, I think that's might be all I can say about Nancy Drew. All right. I have different endings of this. And so one that I would ask you, so if you were in this situation, Nancy Drew, what would you do? Would you do what she did and break in places or would you just let the cops like take care of it? Oh my God. I think in an ideal, in an ideal world, I would be a badass like Nancy Drew, but me now (laughs) I'd be like, I don't, I don't want to get involved. (laughs) All right. You have like, I guess that is the question because you have to understand I come from a family who we have trespassed on many a property, mostly oh. just to see what a house looks like. Did that with Jamie. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, we walked inside. So many was- times. It's so ridiculous. Like, oh my gosh. But oh, he's just yeah, so convincing. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's that's my I family. I turned into a yet. wild woman when I'm with Jamie. I'm like, let's do it. It could be crazy. <laughs> Even even my aunt has has yeah. trespassed onto other people's like, property oh, I to get see a, a free <laughs> what do you call it coffee table oh my gosh but yeah see, they had no. a bunch and of crap so, in their yard <laughs> for me like if I were in that situation um, especially back in high school when I was much more outgoing and much more you know passion to the wind yeah yeah i had you know i hadn't been through so many trials and and so i had no holdbacks everything i just wanted to go for it Uh i probably honestly would have broken into the house like not even questioned it like it would have just happened um now if you were to ask me what i would do now as a 33 year old um i would probably say it's a coin toss uh-huh. Um, just because even watching it, like before she even went in, in my mind, I was just like, she has to go into that house. Yeah. Like you're well, not like, going to be able to find any of this That would be hard to like, oh, that would be man. the only thing that would be hard. I'd be like, I don't want anyone to think I did this. So just like as a survival That's tactic. True. 
That's true. I didn't it think might, about that about being the suspect. Tip the scale. I feel like yeah, that probably would tip. Or the if scale. like Andrew was a suspect, like her boyfriend, like if if Andrew Ooh. was a suspect, I think it'd be hands down. You're like I'm well, involved. <laughs> honestly, if they had pointed a, <laughs> a finger at Andrew, I would probably be the one waiting in the jail cell because if somebody pointed a finger at Andrew, I would blow up at them before the story even got uh-huh. started. And then, of course, I would look like an even bigger culprit. Yeah, Andrew's yeah. my husband. Um, and I am very protective. You'd be of like, I'm going to find the people that I out what happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to find everything. That I, I feel like, yeah, if it was like you or someone like close to you rather than just like, let's say like coworkers. There are two people <laughs> in this world that I would do that for. And there's honestly, um, there was one person that I actually like. I don't know if this is going to get me in trouble. I actually threatened his life um, because Ooh. he was messing with my twin sister. Um, and so we decided that if you were in that situation, you'd, you'd probably be the one to break and enter and stuff. Yeah, especially if Anne, like my husband Anne, yeah. was the one being accused and I knew it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. You'd go on Nancy Drew. Oh, man. Um, There's some, <laughs> some YouTube video where it's like, what would you do if you suspected your boyfriend... Or your partner is cheating and it's like this girl and this guy and he's like a gay guy and he's like, he's sassy. He's like, you go Nancy Drew on his ass. And like, it was just so funny. I'm like, that's what made me think of that. Nice. (laughs) I think I'd be a clumsy Nancy Drew, but I'd fight. I'd fight for somebody that I cared about. Right. If it was me, I'd be like, I just like, I'll make it worse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, Holly, thanks for joining me. You're very well. Thanks to you for having me. I really had a lot of fun. Yeah. This is the first fun. time I've done this. So it was like yeah. super exciting. No, it was fun. I enjoyed it. And we'll see you next time on Folklore Friday. Thanks for listening, my little strangelings. I hope you join us next time. Scare you later.